0: It's never been easier to learn, perform, and succeed from the privacy of your own home and at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else.
1: This week, Voices.com is pleased to present Alison Pittman. Hello, and many thanks for joining me in my latest Business Basics podcast for voiceovers. I'm really hoping that this podcast will appeal not only to the voiceover artists themselves, but also to the voiceover seekers the clients. What I wanted to talk about this week is pricing, which is often a neglected part of the marketing mix, but as we all know, quite a crucial aspect. And if you look at any of the voiceover forums, it does seem to cause immense problems, and I think it causes problems on each side. Voiceover seekers don't know how to price a project, what budget to set, and at the same time, voiceover artists struggle to set a rate for a particular project. They don't want to price themselves too high and obviously they don't want to undercut themselves. So it's this tricky balance of finding a happy medium where both parties feel comfortable and they both feel that it's a good price for the value they are adding and receiving. And it's this notion of value that I think is so important. The client has to be aware of what they're actually purchasing and that the price reflects much more than the provision of a small audio file of your voice. And likewise, it's worth reminding you, the voiceover artist, what value you are offering the client. Again, not just your voice, but much more besides. It always surprises me that voiceover seekers, even though they're searching out the services to use a professional voiceover, so they must have some awareness, a notional idea of the benefits that using a professional voiceover talent will bring to their brand, their company, their product, their service, yet they're not willing to pay for it or willing to pay a fair price. So why is that? And what is a fair price? And what exactly is behind a price? I think some of the problem may stem from the impression that voiceover is a really easy job that anyone can do it some people believe all you need is a USB mic and a pretty voice and that's it to get you going and it seems that some clients have bought into this myth and don't seem to be aware of the true costs that lie behind the quote they've just received for their radio commercial their e-learning narration their corporate video read so if you or your client starts to question your rates Here's some things to take into consideration when and why the price is what it is. Firstly, time. This is a significant factor. I don't know if I'm the only person here, but I have a huge problem with job postings that start, This is a quick, easy job. Will only take you five minutes if you're a professional and know what you're doing. This sort of posting really winds me up. Not only is it extremely rude, it's also incredibly naive and adds nothing to the posting. So no, your voiceover won't take five minutes, because I've just spent those five minutes opening my email client and reading your job posting. It will take me another five minutes to reply to it, so there's ten minutes already, and all those minutes are billable. You see, It isn't just the time it takes to record the voiceover. What about the time it takes to communicate with the client, to discuss the script, the style, the delivery, the quote, the turnaround time, the license usage, etc.? Then you record. Then the time it takes to edit. Converting the audio to the format of their choice. Then you upload it to their server. Wait for feedback. Do any re-records if necessary. Edit, convert, upload again then write the invoice, and no doubt have to spend hours or days chasing the payment. Do I have to go on? A five-minute voiceover does not take five minutes. Secondly, what about the other costs that you've incurred? What about your home studio? Some voiceover artists make this cost quite transparent in their pricing. They charge a studio fee. Quality recordings do come at a price. Even though equipment has become more affordable, it will need updating and replacing as your career continues to grow and you succeed. And this needs to be factored into the investment you've made and you continue to make in your voiceover career. What about training and coaching? That's another cost. Consider the investment you've made in attending workshops, purchasing voiceover books, taking part in local college courses... And what about the basic running costs that every business incurs? Stationery, printing cartridges, postage, envelopes, telephone calls, broadband connection, and your marketing materials, websites, postcards, e-newsletters, all have costs involved. And your other costs, demo production? Maybe you have a royalty-free music library that you offer to your clients. How much did that cost? Memberships. Are you a member of Voices.com or other online casting sites? you have union memberships. All of these, and no doubt many more costs, all need to be considered when you create your rate card and your pricing strategy. And I've listed them as a reminder of the value you have placed on yourself and your voiceover career, so that when your fee is questioned, you're confident that the value of your voiceover recording justifies every penny of your quote. So how do you come up with some concrete figures to put on your rate sheet? If you're a union member, then this can be fairly straightforward. Unions do tend to set minimum rates and guidelines for voiceover markets and projects. If you're not a union member, then there are some options. The voiceover forums are a really good place to start. Alongside some of the specific pricing questions that are asked, a lot of your fellow voiceover actors have very generously shared their own rate card. This is hugely helpful, as not only can you see what figure they quote, but also how they arrange their pricing policy. Do they do it per word, per finished minute, per page? You'll notice this will vary from voiceover artist to voiceover artist, as well as the method changing depending on the nature of the project and the market it's being used in. Also worth visiting are the online casting sites. Voices.com, for example, have a downloadable PDF document with rate guidelines for different projects and different markets. In the wider world, there are also pricing strategies and psychologies that other businesses employ when they're setting their prices. I wanted to share a few of them with you, as you might want to consider them when you next quote for a project. I've taken these ideas from Ivana Taylor's 8 Pricing Strategies article on the Small Biz Trends website, and I recommend, if you can, to read the article in full. The first pricing strategy is called the nine and zero effect. People associate the number nine with value and zero with quality. So the psychology of pricing isn't so much about gaining additional sales because the price appears to be lower. It's about what the price communicates about your offering. So which do you want to communicate, value or quality? Now you can price accordingly. The second pricing strategy is called prestige pricing. Higher prices connote higher quality. Luxury brands are the perfect example of this strategy. Simply improving the look, packaging, delivery, or promise of your product, you can justify a higher price and support a prestige pricing strategy. The third pricing strategy is called Quantity Suggestive Pricing Consumers are receptive to purchasing items in suggested quantities. When you suggest how many you want your customers to buy and give them an attractive price, they will do what you tell them. So, for example, five voice prompts for five pounds, five dollars. You've suggested how many they want to buy and you've given them an attractive price. The last pricing strategy I wanted to briefly mention was called stuffing the bundle. Stuffing the bundle to convey value. Consumers perceive more value when there's more stuff included in the bundle. You can even call this a form of value building. TV infomercials are notorious for this strategy. They introduce a main product and keep adding more and more items to the mix to build value while simultaneously discounting the retail price. So stuffing the bundle for a voiceover might include the voiceover recording, your copywriting skills, adding a royalty-free music to the mix, adding things that add value. Well, I hope this has given you a few ideas about pricing and I hope that your clients will have a better understanding of the true costs involved, that they're not just buying a voice but all the expertise, technical ability and the branding value that your particular voice brings to their project. Well, thanks for listening and if you'd like to get in touch, please do email me at alison at thephonevoice.com or visit my website at www.thephonevoice.com. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the voiceover experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceover experts. This has been a Voices.com production.